Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by Emmett, who is the Director of Data Science and Insights at Novellus, leading a global team focusing on AI, optimization and simulation, and various other industry 4.0 technologies. And Novellus, Emmett, and his team have built over 40 use cases leveraging advanced analytic techniques such as machine learning, constrained optimization, and simulations in operate in operations, supply chain, finance, and commercial. He is an expert in this field, and I'm super excited to have him on the show today. Welcome to the show today, Amit. Thank you, Jordan. Um, I would love to kind of kick this off by asking you a little bit about your background and your journey. What brought you to to doing what you're doing today? Was this something you kind of always knew you were going to end up with, or was this something that evolved along the way? Tell us a little bit about your journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, my journey is actually uh, quite interesting because I started in this field before it was uh, it was called data science. Uh, I used okay. to work on uh, statistical forecasting uh, back in the days, and there was no concept of a uh, term called data science at that point. So I was doing that work and, um, of course, uh, built some statistical background as a result. And um, in, in between, I went to business school, got uh, some understanding of business. And uh, when this whole field started, I kind of like um, was naturally inclined to get into this field and understand what is this term data science is. And I just then realized at that point, it's like, hey, it's statistics just kind of like glorified at that point, which was the case uh, back in 2011-12 timeframe where most of the models were statistical models or maybe a little bit more advanced models uh, that are based, that are using statistics as a base. Um, so I kind of like uh, made my way into it, uh, learned the tricks, learned the new concepts, and um, hey, I became a data scientist at that point. Um, and um, fast forward, the field has changed or evolved quite a bit. Uh, I think people still, there is a still, I would say, notion among some people that uh, AI is nothing but glorified statistics. And I think that was true about 10, 11 years ago no longer true. So now it is it is becoming a different, I would say, a breed um, of uh, a different discipline, I would say. So I have kind of like just kept up myself uh, up to date or to the extent possible now with the, with the changes happening in the field and very exciting part of the phase of, uh, of this field where we are seeing um, things like chat GPT and uh, general, generative AI captivating attention of a common common public. Uh, so that's actually very exciting for me at this point. Yeah, so many advancements uh, happening right now. It's super, super exciting time to be in the field 100%. Something I'd love to ask you about are, you know, what are some of the unique challenges that you've faced in implementing AI optimization and uh, simulation technologies at Novellus? 
Yeah, so Novelis is a manufacturing company. We are world's largest recycler of aluminum. Um, it's a it's a global manufacturing company based in uh, nine countries. We have thirty plus plants, uh, about fifteen thousand people, right? And if you think about aluminum manufacturing, uh, what we do is we take uh, recycled aluminum uh, and we create new aluminum coils. That's our core job. Making of aluminum as a process has been the same for last 250 years. Okay. Um, what has changed is there is a lot of um, lot of technology has come into this area. Where what used to be done manually is now done using machines, these gigantic rolling machines that actually roll aluminum and you get the, the flat rolled aluminum coils. Um, and, and as a result, that has provided a lot of uh, impetus for introducing digital into, into these areas. Uh, things like AI has a very uh, big opportunity in manufacturing in general, but more specifically at Novelis, having, uh, having seen that um, very closely. So, as I said, there are a lot of opportunities, but that comes with challenges, right? The the one of the biggest challenges uh how do you go about change management right the, there is a people have done certain type of work for many many years in a certain way and now we are trying to come up with like new um, ways of doing things which requires people to change their behaviors their modus operandi and sometimes that becomes a very big challenge right the second big challenge is uh, for any ai or for any advanced analytics projects is data how well you capture the data, how well it's curated, and how well it's uh, combined with other data sources is very important for the AI models because ultimately it's a garbage in, garbage out kind of thing. So uh, manufacturing historically evolved in silos. There is a lot of uh, M&A activity that happened in that space. So, uh, so one of the challenges that all the manufacturers that, uh, that are dabbling with how to get clean data on which we can build these AI models. So I would say those are the two main challenges, the human challenge and then the data challenge. Yeah, there's there's so many different uh, interesting nuances to to that and some of those some of those challenges and issues. I'd love to ask you, you know, what is what excites you the most about the potential? Where do you see the most potential for AI and manufacturing? What's like an area that you're kind of excited about? Yeah, so if you think about AI in manufacturing, uh, there are three ways you can deploy uh, AI in manufacturing. One is uh, AI basically becomes a decision support system. This is your typically, right, you do some models that uh, provide some um, visuals and and it's kind of like just giving a pulse of how things are happening. That's kind of like one application of AI. The second is uh, decision augmentation, where you take uh, AI and it helps humans to augment their decisions, right? Uh, make better decisions because uh, humans have emotions, humans have fatigue, right? Um, AI models don't have that. And then third is the decision automation. And automation is where you kind of like the AI models take over and they start making decisions for you, right? So the, the role in these three areas, the role of humans versus AI changes. You have a much higher role in the decision support and much lower role in the decision automation side. What we have found uh, as our speed spot in terms of AI implementation is that middle segment of decision augmentation. Okay, so 
humans are still making decisions, but AI models are providing them recommendations and helping them make better decisions and almost act as a as a GPS or a compass for the humans to go in the right direction, right? Um, it's like you are you know how to go from place A, place A to place B, but if you put the GPS, it tells you, it understands that there is a traffic jam on the road, it gives you a detour for you. So, so th I think if you think about AI models as in that context, that it's basically acting as a as a more of a guide for you. Um, you can see actually it helps you not only to um, get the adoption from the from the people who have been doing certain things many many years, but at the same time it helps you to amplify the value of the use cases where humans and AI acts in conjunction. Yeah. I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Something that yeah, a topic I talk about a lot is you know, and I think you kind of hit this the nail on the head with this, right? You're saying right now the sweet spot really is a human decision making augmentation using these tools to help make better decisions as humans. Um, but I think as we look towards the future, there does come a time when in manufacturing and a lot of other industries, um, we especially when you kind of look at like humanoid robots and mix that with AI and, and automation softwares and technology and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there, there comes a time when I think people doing a lot of tasks do get replaced by technology. Based off of your vantage point and what you're seeing, what do you think the, the timeline looks like? What do you think the landscape looks like? Will humans eventually, like let's say in manufacturing, be completely replaced by technology? And if so, what would a timeline on that look like? Yeah, I mean, there is there are different schools of thoughts on that, um, and you know, there is each each basically brings a valid point. Um, so, I personally am still learning about this space. What I can't, I wouldn't say I can. I have a clear uh, crystal ball in front of me at this point. What will happen? Yeah. Um, but the future could go in one of two ways, right? Uh, when and, and there are like. And logis from the past that we can draw and and build on top of that. When uh, tractors came, right, uh, people thought that hey, tractors were going to take over and humans will become completely obsolete. Well, that has not happened, right? So it, it just basically uh, helped people to become more productive on the farm, right? Uh, you can say the same thing about computers, right? Um, I I feel like AI can go in that direction where. Um, Humans just become more productive, leveraging AI, and and there is a, a continuous employment, so there is no impact on the. Of course, there will be jobs that will, which happens in any transformation, that certain jobs basically uh, go away and certain new jobs get created, right? So that could be that could be one possibility. But then there is, of course, uh, there are there are very uh, smart people and very. Um, Repeated people who have been saying about a doomsday prophecy of like where AI will basically uh, take over and uh, humans will kind of like there is will be mass unemployment and so on. I personally don't think we will go in that direction. I mean, uh, humans have weathered many many other transformations in the past quite well, and it's uh, the best way to overcome this is to to basically continuously upskill yourself and up, you upskill your workforce, right? So I think in, in at Novelis, we are doing that very seriously. We are actually uh, have a very uh, large ongoing upskilling effort where we are trying to improve the digital literacy of our organization as a whole. 
So we get, allow people to like take uh, classes in different areas. Of course, there are e-sessions e or e-classes available, but then we also run like academies within our, uh, our company where people come and uh, sign up and then we help them upgrade their skills for free. Uh, so this is a, I think as more and more companies realize that that is where uh, they can get the best value. I think you will start seeing that uh, overall digital literacy of uh, uh, of the workforce going up, and perhaps that's going to lead to like new jobs being created and um, new workforce, and uh, maybe some of the older ones will get obsolete. Yeah, I think that's I think you're spot on there, and I think um, you know what an awesome opportunity for companies right now to really focus on upskilling and you know increasing the skill set of their employees um whether they continue working for them forever or move other places this is fantastic for employees they have this opportunity to learn new skill sets in you know in, increase their value and you know hopefully they'll be able to make more money and and do more and so i think there's a lot of good a lot of good that can come from this a lot of really great opportunities um and i think yeah as you know from companies really focus on making sure that your employees and, and the and the people working there are learning everything they can to to grow with it. Um, because some jobs like this is a big this is a big shift. Some jobs will be changed or replaced and there's gonna be things and so keeping a, an eye on that I think is important. Something I'd love to ask you about is uh, you know, what are some common misconceptions about AI in the industry uh, that you often encounter and how do you address them? There are, there are many. I think the most common one that I encounter is AI is like a magic box. Okay, hey, I have this problem. Uh, can AI solve this problem? But without any consideration for, oh, do I have data? Or do I have the right processes, right? Uh, so I think treating AI as a magic wand or magic box that will solve all your problem, that's a big misconception out there, right? That's, that's on one end. And then on the other end, it's completely opposite that, oh, I've been doing this for X number of years, uh, or how, how can AI do better than me? Uh, or things, things like that, right? Um, and um, while there, there is definitely value in experience, uh, I think um, the, the aspect of emotions and fatigue is, uh, I think, something that humans have to deal with, and that's where AI can outshine us. Like, uh, doing things uh, the same way, much, much, much better, much, much, much faster. Um, I think uh, humans get bored. Yeah, yeah, has no emotions, so it can it can do that. So I see that there are emotions, like the misconceptions on both sides of things, where people completely dismiss AI uh, on one hand, and there are people who basically think that it's a it's a magic wand that can solve their problems. So both of those, I would say, are two main um, misconceptions that I encounter all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that's so accurate and definitely something I hear a lot as well. I'm wondering, in your view, what's the next big thing in AI, and how is Novellus preparing to leverage it? What are you guys currently looking at? Uh, if you think about uh, personally, for in uh, in my mind, I think the whole idea of uh, multimodal AI, which is uh, an AI can do multiple tasks and um, has an ability to uh, change from or take in inputs from multiple dimensions. Uh, it could be uh, audio input, it could be video input, it could be text input, and synthesize all that and 
queue audio output in different formats. That's where I feel like um, companies like Novelis or many manufacturers will see a lot of value. If um, imagine a case where we have a problem, uh, there is an AI assistant uh, sitting on somebody's shoulder. It, uh, the AI assistant is watching the the issue and and using the model screen behind the scene. It kind of like runs through different scenarios and say, oh, okay, this is the most likely uh, problem and this is the solution. And it gives that output in a maybe uh, audio way uh, to the operators. I think operators can solve that problem much faster, right? I feel like there is that's where uh, you will start seeing a lot of companies coming up where they can synthesize data in different formats, combine that and provide the output to uh, the end users in the, in the fashion they want. Um, so I personally feel that multimodal AI is where things will, uh, where you can see start, you'll see start seeing a big uh, movement. Uh, there's already some uh, work happening with uh, GPT-4 just releasing its multimodal uh, model recently. So, so that I, I see some uh, traction already. The next thing I see is a lot of edge computing best, um, edge computing and a private 5G where historically, if you had to send data in cloud for training your models and all that, people had to put like this uh, big uh, fiber optics, which was a pretty big effort. Nowadays, um, combined with uh, private 5G where and wireless sensors, data can be sent using uh, 5G networks uh, directly to cloud. And that's where AI can be trained and then deployed back uh, on the edge. Uh, I think that is going to basically revolutionize the manufacturing industry because the barrier to entry is now so much reduced when you do that um, to launch a new AI use cases on the edge. Um, I feel you will see like a lot of adoption and uh, movement on that front. So those are two areas where I think uh, the world will go in the next uh, five to 10 years. Let's see, maybe we can have a chat uh, in uh, five to 10 years and see whether I'm right or wrong on that. Yeah, I would love that. We'll, we'll definitely do a follow-up. I'm so excited to see what happens. There's so many incredible advancements that are happening. I mean, it has been amazing having you on the show today, listening to your insights. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. If people are interested in what you're working on and getting in contact with you or hearing from your company, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, first is LinkedIn. Um, please reach, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can just search for my name. And I don't think that there is any other person with my name on LinkedIn. So I think you can find me as a unique uh, uh, ID on that one. Um, so that's the best way. Uh, send me a message. Uh, and uh, other than that, I think, um, I mean, I'm also um, active on social media. So you can find me on social media as well. Uh, but um um, I, it was great chatting with you, Jordan, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. To the listener, thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Chat podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts and have a fantastic rest of your day.